0: This is the 57 Catch Up Podcast, and this is your boy Dre. This is Tavy. And today's topic is about the black conscious community. Um, Well, my thoughts on the black conscious community, I I feel like it has changed over the years because, see, it used to be a thing of like Pan Africanism, but it's like now you got these different sectors that are kind of divided. But like, I understand the division in a way because it's like you do have to have delineation especially if you're talking about fighting for a specific thing in a certain country however you still can be allies with you know um other black people outside of america you know right um i I feel like fba is um divisive in a way where it's um it's it's kind of hateful towards immigrants you know well, um yeah. that's the type of thing i mean i know some people beg to differ but the thing is is that you know i feel like he is trying to um you know just badmouth immigrants instead of kind of like saying things in a more respectful way see ados on the other hand which is basically the group that you know started this whole thing of you know bringing awareness to delineation without you know badmouthing immigrants um I feel like with them, they're a little bit more respectful than FBA. See, FBA, I think that's just kind of like a, a group that just wants to be radical and, and hateful, you know? Um, now the pan, like my thoughts on Pan-Africanism, I feel like it has its pros and cons. So I get the whole idea that you want all black people to stick together and to, you know, fight for the, uh, you know, the same things together. Right. But it's not realistic because even in Africa, they don't get along. You know, the, the different tribes and the different, and or like you know ethnic groups, they don't really get along with each other like that. So right.
1: So you basically, what you're saying is still divisive over there a little bit. So
0: it's divisive even within hey, Africa. Yeah.
1: But I I agree with you though. Like I feel like with the FBA thing, it might be very divisive towards foreign black yeah. people. I guess you could say. Um But it's kind of weird because didn't he start that? Tariq re- nah, she started.
0: Started what? The FBA thing. He started the FBA thing and, you know, he says that it's not a group. He says it's not um, he's not a leader, um, which I kind of feel like is kind of defeating the purpose, because I feel like if you started it, people are going to hold you accountable. They're going to hold you accountable for even starting something like that. So that's the reason why I said like and also too, like, okay, why even have another group um, called FBA when you got ADOS? ADOS is basically. The group where, you know, they're fighting for reparations, they're fighting for a black agenda. See, I want to break it down like this. So the black agenda with ADOS is like for every every black person. It's right. it's for all black people. The right. reparations claim is for us here.
1: I respect that. Yeah, okay.
0: so that's what I'm saying. So we have to be very specific when it comes to reparations because right. basically, let, let's put it like this. If uh, If I went to Haiti and then, you know, I was trying to fight for reparations in Haiti. Yeah. Haitians would get on my ass and say that, no, you don't deserve reparations in Haiti because you're You're not Haitian. Haitian. You see what I'm saying? So it's like I I would agree with them. I would say, you know, you're right. I I can't I can't say that, you know, you're wrong because it's like I'm not Haitian. I'm American, you know. So it's like I am all for caribbean people and other black people fighting for reparations in their specific countries but when it comes to american reparations they don't get any because their people exactly. you know right you know we're not like enslaved here they were not enslaved in this country exactly yeah exactly
1: i yeah so it has to be
0: specific so that's what i'm saying it's like we can we can have a nuanced conversation because i noticed that people try to lump in fba and ados and and they try to say that oh well if uh ados and uh, fba people are hateful i'm like no we have to we have to distinct distinguish the two yeah Yeah, it's
1: a balance because like i said i mean pretty much with people over here yeah like you said everybody has dealt with slavery pretty much you are a person of color yeah You've dealt with slavery yeah. somewhere in the four corners of the earth. But like, yeah. I feel like, with, like you said, with Tariq Nashi, with the FBA thing, yeah. I do feel like it's very divisive. But then again, I see where he's coming from because yeah. Africans look at us a certain way. They call us akatas and all that. Yeah, that's Nigerians. Nigerians. Some, some of those, they, those Nigerians. They have yeah. that mentality um, where they may call us that yeah. and stuff. And it's like, I see why. He may have started that to kind of single out, not to single out, just to give us a name and to give us, I guess, a foundation that we could somewhat believe in. Yeah. If you are FBA, I don't... To keep it real with you, I don't know what I am, not to be funny.
0: You don't know what you are?
1: I don't know if I'm FBA. I should... I might be. I so, be. I mean,
0: how far does your ancestry go in America?
1: Never done it, bro. I, I'm not going to go into details about that.
0: Me, I think I'm... I, I think I'm FBA. Right. Well, I mean, we'll see... How? What is FBA? Because I guess see, he
1: said it's people who were like already here. Like, right, their great-grandfathers and their great-grandmothers were slaves.
0: Yeah, because, like, I feel like it's being... Descendants I, of slaves, pretty much. I feel like the descendants of slaves yeah, and the the, the, grandfather and grandfather. the aboriginal people are right. being conflated into this whole kind of, like, box. are exactly. Or conflated into this whole ethnicity. Yeah. And I feel like those are two different groups. And I feel like he conflates those two together exactly. to try to say, oh, well, those are two uh, foundational black Americans. Uh, look, I don't know if I'm, you know, in that context I don't know if I'm FBA in the context of, like, my people were already here before uh, white people settled here right. I would say that I more, I more so identify with ADOS, like American Descendants of Slavery Because I feel like that's where most of my ancestry lies uh, You know, I, I have no idea about my ancestors being here before white people came along or before white people took over I, I don't know about all of that But what I do know is that You know, I di- you know I do have enslaved ancestors um, That were here Now, I don't know how far back it goes But, you know, I um, do feel like Yeah, I, I am American You know, I, I feel like I'm, you know A few generations American You know Right,
1: right But like I said, man, I agree with him starting it because it does, like I said, I feel like if you are a descendant of slaves, you deserve some type of reparation for all the pain that you dealt with. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know if you believe in this, but it's a spiritual thing too. Yeah. Those people might have dreams of like their great grandfathers that they may not, I know that may sound funny. I don't know. But like I said, they may have, I don't know. They may just... I feel like if you've been through trauma like that,
2: yeah, as
1: far as all black people, you deserve some type of compensation, reparations, yeah, some form of incentive yeah. to me. That's just how I feel. Yeah. You know, like I said, you know.
0: Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, I do agree with that. Sure. You know, like anybody that's uh, a descendant of slavery you know, the institution right. should get some type of restitution. Exactly. Exactly. You know, just in that way, because, you know, I just feel like it's, it's fair, you know, and I feel like, you know, that's the right thing to do uh, to, you know, to right the wrong. Exactly. And, you know, I know a lot of people are arguing about, like, you know, what should reparations be in the form of? Like, should it be cash payments? Should it be acres of land? Should it be, um, what's another thing? Like, should it be, like, in education should it be in um, home ownership? Should it be in business ownership? And I feel like it's a multitude of those things. You know, it it's can't, a multitude. It, don't, it doesn't have to be like one thing. It, it, it doesn't have to be just like, oh, in education or just this or just that. I'm like, why can't we have all of that? Now, California, you know, they have a task force now, you know, um, on reparations. But see, I don't know how far that's going to go. I think in July, as a matter of fact, they're going to make a final decision And to be honest, I feel like the way that they're handling it, uh, it's all over the place. I feel like it's all over the place and everything because it's like it's no specificity in it. And then you got all these, you know, hoteps and, you know, these other people that want to, like, infiltrate the whole thing and want to kind of mess everything up. Right. And it's just not making any sense
1: I agree with that You know, so that's what I'm saying It's like we got to
0: be very specific about like Who gets reparations here and who doesn't get reparations So like I said, I'm all for immigrants getting reparations in other countries So like I said, I'm all for Jamaicans getting reparations from the British I'm all for Haitians getting reparations from the French I'm all for, you know, uh, all the other people getting reparations from all the colonizers that um you know did that i know some people might say like what makes you think that you're gonna get reparations from like people right. who who um enslaved you and they haven't
1: even we haven't even or people of slavery descendants of slavery yeah they haven't even gotten reparations happen have they gotten anything out of it have they cut the check
0: no no not at all That's what I'm saying. now so- in california they're talking about you know um passing a bill that says that you know uh, black people there can get like five million dollars right but that's kind of like in in like you know uh i don't know it maybe home ownership i'm not really sure about that
1: exactly
0: yeah but five million dollars i mean do you think that's like feasible for the for the government to really like give out that but see they're talking about on a state level though
1: that's what i'm saying to the state of all like to each black person or just you talking about overall like- because
0: see the federal government needs to pay reparations yeah not not the not just the state Right. government not right. state governments nationally right. i'm talking about the federal government because that's where all the money is like it wouldn't make sense for the state government to give like black people five million dollars um because they don't have a budget for that they don't have a budget for no five million you know it's only the federal because they have more to work with you know you, they got more to work with uh, with the government i mean our the, the our money gets printed from the federal reserve so that's why that's why I'm saying is that, you know, it's best for them to kind of hold the federal government accountable instead. Now, you can probably get little local rep- local reparations from like state from different states, but also to make sure we get the federal type of uh, first. The federal needs to happen first, though, or maybe, like I said, if they want to start locally and then work their way up to like the federal level, that's fine too you know either way i feel like as long as we get our reparations that we're old then i'm okay with it but it it has to be something that's going to close the racial wealth gap you know the racial wealth gap is very large and very are very wide and it's best you know for them to find ways to close that gap you know more and more as we speak you know
1: i agree with that you know because
0: like i said by 2053 the black wealth is going to go to zero and yeah, we need that. Yeah. We need that wealth transfer. Exactly. Definitely, um, brother. So it, the Pan-Africanism, I want to piggyback on that. So with that, I feel like, you know, I kind of get what they're trying to do, but I feel like it just doesn't work. Like uh, Dr.
1: Umar Johnson. I know he's like Dr. Umar Johnson.
0: Um, dude,
1: Pan-Africanism yeah, strikes back.
0: Pan-Africanism, yeah, Pan-Africanism uh, strikes back. All of them. Right. I, I feel like. You know I, I get them talking about repatriating or uh, repatriating back to africa yeah, that's going
1: back to africa yeah, pretty much,
0: yeah yeah going back i'm like i get i get that mm-hmm. and all but it's like why would i want to do that right now though you know why would i want to uh repatriate or what i or go back to like africa why would i want to do that and it's like where to in africa see because we don't know where we come from in africa so it's like that's the reason why i said it's kind of like a you hit a you hit a dead end or you hit like a, a, a wall or whatever because it's like, where, where to? You know, like, do we come from Nigeria? Do we come from Ghana? Do we come from Senegal? Do we come from the Gambia? Do we come from Liberia? It's so many African countries to choose from. So it's like, this whole, ro- uh, romanticizing of Africa, right. I feel like, you know, they're doing a disservice to themselves and to like the, the black conscious community because it's like, it's not realistic. And like, why would I want to go, you know, like, Why would I want to go there and stuff like that? You know, because some of those people, you know, the descendants of those people sold our people, you know, to white people. And then that's how we got here.
1: No, exactly. No, that's. But that's
0: not to say, I'm not saying that, you know, um, I have anything against them because, like, you know, I can be good friends with Africans. I'm, you know, I'm open to being good friends with, you know, uh, black people who come from different uh, countries it's just what I'm saying is that you know like
1: it needs to be some type of like camaraderie as far as like yeah. getting on the same page and not yeah. being divisive not calling us cicadas, yeah, understanding where we come from and that we dealt with slavery just as well as you guys did you see what I mean They're,
0: well their thing was more like colonization
1: colonization right
0: you know our thing was more like slavery. So right. that's those are two different things. That's two things. different yeah. things,
1: right. And I feel like with Africans, I get where they're coming from because I feel like with Africans, they have a different structure and a different culture than us. They pretty much are raised a certain way than what us Americans are raised in. Like, yeah. you get your ass up and you go to work, you may have to work two to three jobs. Whereas with us, we just, I guess we have the bare minimum mentality. Not all of us, because some of us do have to go get a mentality, yeah. but- people in foreign countries that are black yeah they may look down on us if we're not working hard enough hard hard enough excuse me
0: we do work hard enough i mean i that's why i disagree with that because i feel like you know it's a lot of black americans out there that are like you know hard workers and everything and what i think with the africans like okay i agree that they do work hard but my thing is is that they tend to kind of like have these stereotypes of black americans by saying we are lazy and we don't want to work hard enough. Oh yeah. And I'm like, well, look, I mean, like I said we built the whole country. Like our people, we come from a line of people that built the country though. That's it's no laziness in that. I mean, I would say that, you know, okay, our people built the White House. Our people built um I think uh Harvard Law Law School.
1: That's what I'm saying. Built
0: Harvard Law School, built well, um I think even one of the North Carolinian universities, I think NC State, I think uh, slaves built that, if I'm not mistaken. I I think. Let's keep
1: it real. Slaves, if you were here and you were a slave, you were a part of America, building America for the most part. Of course, you had the 49ers with the gold rush, but I'm pretty sure a lot of the people that were here first were black Native Americans. They probably weren't named that at that moment, but I guess fba is kind of tied to that i don't know but see
0: those would be two different justice claims because i'm saying like if you were already here before white people then nine times out of ten i don't think you were enslaved but i know Tariq is saying that well it was, uh, you know, the, when they got here, when the white people got here, you know, they enslaved them. But then you're tying it in with the people who were brought over here as well and saying that they were enslaved, too. And then you're kind of calling both groups foundational black Americans. Right. And that's why I feel like it's kind of like um, c- creating confusion, you know, in chaos and everything like that. So I feel like, look, we descend from chattel slavery. But, you know now some of our people probably do descend from the aboriginal people maybe that's the case but it's like from what i know um you know i i descend from the people who were chattel slaves you know right. or who were enslaved and everything like that in this country so that's why i said that you know uh i don't know anything about the aboriginal people not that much now i was told that i have some cherokee in my ancestry i was told i had you know that type of thing but it's like come to find out when I did the, ancest- uh, the ancestry test, you know, the Native American DNA uh, didn't show up. Now, well, some people may beg the difference, say like, oh, they're lying on the DNA t- uh, right. on the DNA test. Right. That's another story. But my thing is, is that and I huh
1: I was going to say not to interrupt you. But like, yeah, you can go ahead. Like, I feel like people are very narrow minded and shallow minded because yeah. they think because you have good hair. and yeah. You got waves. Yeah. That you can't be from Africa. Or you can't be from Jamaica. Yeah. It's people in Jamaica, not everybody in Africa and Jamaica are dark-skinned. No. You have people that- And they're dark-skinned
0: with, you know, I guess the quote-unquote good hair. That's what I'm saying.
1: You have people with, right, quote-unquote, because like I said, good hair is subjective. Yeah. Right? But like going back to what I was saying- not everybody in Africa is dark skin. Not everybody yeah. in Jamaica is dark skin. Not everybody in London. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like y'all y'all just have to do y'all's research.
0: Not the people and that are being know, dark skin is not a bad thing. No colorism
1: a- and being dark skin is nothing wrong with being dark skin. Because at the end of the day, a light skinned person. I'm not saying that light skinned people deal with the same stuff. No, as a dark skin person, but you're still black at the end of the day. You know, Malcolm X was black. He was light skinned, but he was black. Steph Curry is light skinned, but I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he classifies himself as black, but he's still a black man. You know? um, Yeah. Like I said, hey, you'll find out one way or another. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, (laughs) the thing is, is that, you know, we all, I mean, even within the black American community, you'll notice that, you know, a lot of black Americans want to be mixed with something else. They want to say oh i'm part cherokee i'm part this i'm part that oh i'm part white and i'm thinking like why is it such a bad thing by saying look you know i'm black you know i'm proud to be black um or just proud to like you know be black american or or ados or whatever like why can't we just take pride in that how come it's always this thing of like oh we got to be mixed with this and mixed with that you know we we always try to exoticize ourselves because we want to uh you know we want people to kind of treat us differently but I would say that okay, let's speak of the Native Americans though. Uh, a lot of those Native Americans were slaughtered. Yeah, a lot of them were slaughtered. So are you, are you saying that you want to be mixed in with the people that were wiped out? You know, or nearly wiped out, uh, uh, especially certain tribes and stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying all of them were wiped out entirely, but I'm saying that you know they had um, some situations where they were completely obliterated, man. You know, um, I guess like the, I mean, I guess you can, I guess you still see like Cherokee. Uh, Indians today but it's like you don't really hear much about Native Americans as much anymore yeah
1: no you don't it's like who's a real true Native American
0: yeah and and Native Americans own slaves too that's almost like a vague
1: like that's almost like a a, a very ambiguous term because like I said what defines a Native American is it the cheekbones is it the, the red skin sh- The red skin Is it the The hair The hair, the nose Like you know what I mean I feel like sometimes We use very ambiguous um, Terms yeah. And we don't have a definite Or definitive Definition of what somebody is Cause like I said As I know for myself I'm pretty sure I have black in me But I don't yeah. know exactly I may be mixed with some other stuff Even the word
0: black itself Is, it's is a very is vague term Very vague and broad, broad like. Because it covers all black people. So what I'm saying, you know, uh, I feel like that's why we need to define ourselves differently. Because when you say black, you know, that applies to every. And I think even speaking of that, um, now, I don't know if you know about the OMB or not. It's kind of like a kind of like a census type thing. OMB. OMB type of thing. Um, It's the kind of like delineate from other black people, you know, by calling ourselves another thing. Like we're still black, but it's just that we have a different identity than they do. So it's like okay so f- for instance you know uh in other words it's kind of like trying to put like subcategories uh onto, you know uh at the bottom of blackness so it's like we acknowledge that you know uh, we're all black in terms of like no you know in terms of no matter where we come from right but it's like we also have to delineate and say like okay what type of black are we like are we american descendants of slavery are we you know caribbean are we afro-latino are right. we you right, know right, uh, right. african you know, or like, come from the UK or or from Europe or something like that. So it's like you have to kind of like have that distinction. So I think it's important to kind of re-identify ourselves into something more specific because when you just define yourself as just black, you know, it kind of like makes it, it it makes it too broad. You know, it makes, it makes everything very broad. Makes it too vague in terms yeah. of that because it's like, yeah, we're black in terms of skin color and all that. I I guess supposed skin color because like. If you want to be technical we're not black in terms of skin color like we're basically brown but we're classified as black you right. know and that's probably that's pretty much race based and that and that really that term black was really to subjugate us that term black was just a way for them to subjugate us so that way they can um you know say that we're less than you know say that we're less than everybody else that's pretty much what the reason why now even when you say indian that's actually a term that christopher columbus came up with because he mistook uh the indians in india from like the natives here right and that's why because both of them had like reddish looking skin so he said okay well we're gonna call them indians so then that's the reason why i think to this day we call native americans indians you know
1: yeah no that's it Uh, hey i agree with that man so did you want to kind of wrap this up or do you have any more topics I mean not any more topics but anything else to so what do you think
0: about all these other groups that are just popping up out of nowhere you know that are trying to you know reparations and stuff yeah like all these other reparations movements yeah
1: um I really don't know what to say about that because I don't know what these people have gone through their plight and what they're seeking but I'm gonna keep it real with you bro I'm focused on black people Yeah To keep it real And what I guess we've gone through I guess uh, But I'm not mad at people For seeking that Yeah Especially if you're a person That was uh, I guess Institutionalized And what I mean by that Is Some form of slavery Yeah Like I I don't have a problem with that Because you should get Your compensation For the pain That you've been dealing with
0: Yeah So how much you think We should get in cash payments if, like if it was up to you. Each individual or just like a family? I would say both. Like both individual. As an individual because like, not everybody has a family. You not everybody has like a you mm. know an immediate family as far as like, you know, kids or, or whatnot, or um, or a husband or wife. Some people are living single.
1: I would say that as an individual, man, that's tough to
0: say because,
1: like you said, but slavery it, happened so long ago. Yeah. And that shit is. People still
2: think has about it really
1: that. happened long ago? No, nah, 1865 was not a long time ago. If you think, about no, it. I'm, I'm
0: it's even deeper
1: than that, bro. Like, right. what I'm it's th- not even about that because it's racism still. Black people going
0: through because, see, look, let right. me break it down for you, bro. Break it down, look, so. After 1865, then Jim Crow happened.
1: That's what I'm saying. So Jim Crow was another
0: form of slavery because it's like they were trying to separate white people and black people as far as like drinking from fountains. Yeah, Yeah. you
1: were very restricted. And
0: and, and also to just doing certain things. So it's like they separate. So they had this whole notion of separate but equal, but it was never equal. Even during like, they said that racism
1: kind of ended in the 70s, but it felt like that shit is still real even to this day in 2023. Yeah. It's like I don't know if racism will ever truly end, but it's like, I feel like even with black people, the colorism thing. Yeah. Do you feel like that's some form of racism?
0: It is. It's a product of it. It's, it's like a, um, you know, it's, it's like racism's baby. It's like, it is in a way it's like, like racism, like a off of it's it. a branch off. It's like yeah. racism, like birth the idea of colorism. Yeah. It's yeah. like
1: a branch off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like a different sector of racism, you know I know that, you know, that is a, a real thing But it doesn't just exist in a black community It also exists in Asian community In the Asian community In the Hispanic community And probably in the native community as well So it's not exclusive Because I think people just say it's only in the black It's not only in the black uh, community In terms of colorism and all that type of stuff Yeah, we know that it, it, it exists for sure But it's not only us um, And also too, as far as like Um You know, this whole thing. Because, I mean, I I, uh, actually um, watched this movie called Alice. I don't know if you've heard of that. I've
1: heard of that, but I've never.
0: It's about it's about, um, you know, this woman that was still on the plantation in the 1970s in Georgia. So that's why I said slavery really never never really ended because in the 19th. Well, never really ended until like the 1970s, 60s or 70s. Right. Because you know you still have plantations in the at that time, even though in the 1970s, most black people were free, you know, most right. black you know because that that was like you thought it was like post-slavery, but it's like they right. still had people still had black people on plantations around that time. And I was like, I was really surprised by that uh, story because I'm like it was still going on. And then the fact that you know, even today they're trying to reinstate Jim Crow in mississippi i think and maybe alabama like some of those southern states i'm like wow so it's like they're trying to make us revisit the whole thing over again it's like so yeah i do agree with you that you know racism might not go away completely but i do feel like at some point we may get our reparations you know because you know i guess like before you know our population goes kaput I guess or uh dissolves or whatever well I don't think the black population is gonna go all the way down you know I I I think that you know we're gonna be able to experience that whole thing of reparations because you know reparations was uh reparations uh was given to Jewish people to native people to Japanese people you know so I'm like why not us you know why not give us that type of compensation so do you think that banks should give us reparations too since they played a role in slavery. Yeah, I think um, so. Cuz I, I think I think the, the so. Chase Bank, yeah, the Chase Bank um let me th- let me see. I'm trying to think of other banks that were complicit in the slave trade or just in slavery in general. Uh, but I know Chase, Chase was one. Oh, you want to look it up?
1: Uh banks involved in slavery. Yeah, let me check it out
0: it, m- it may have been Wells Fargo too. I don't know. Nah. Let me see. Maybe Bank of America? So,
1: uh, I I see banks that accepted slaves, like the Georgia Railroad and the banking company. Yeah. They accepted slaves as collateral. Yeah. On mortgaged properties and loans. Yeah. Wow. They owned at least 162 slaves during their time. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. That's wow. Oh, so here's an article. 10 institutions you didn't know had ties to slavery, right? Yeah. Yale University. Yale University. Okay. Uh,
2: the U.S. US Pres- presidency.
1: Yep. The White House. Yep. The U.S. Capitol. Yep. The banking industry. <laughs> yep. Pretty much American whiskey. Uh, Brooks Brothers. I don't. I've heard of them.
0: Yeah. Okay. But I, I don't know U.S. currency, of course. Of course, because we because our people were the wealth. Yeah, you're the wealth. You're the
1: product. Yeah, we, I know that sound. Because I know. Huh? Go ahead. See, we talking over each other go right <laughs> nah, No, no, no. Go ahead. See, you know, let's think about it like this. We love looking at basketball. We love looking at football. Yeah. But you got to think about it like this. You getting traded yeah. to a different team. Don't that remind you of slavery in a way? Yeah. Not. I mean, they're getting paid for it. <laughs> they're getting paid big money. Yeah. But if you think about it, like with LeBron James, right? I know I've talked about this a lot. He was with the Cavaliers and stuff. Yeah. But it's like... When he left, his owner low-key treated him like a slave because he was like, where you going, nigger? Where you going, boy? Like It's almost like that nigga, he owned LeBron in a way when he went to Miami. See, people don't look at stuff like that. People don't look at the deeper meaning behind sports and stuff like that. They just look at LeBron James, the best athlete in the world or whatever. You might not think he is, but whatever. But like I said, if you look at everything, it's a deep meaning in everything. Yeah. But like I said, of course it doesn't. Slavery is much worse because at least now they're making money. Right?
0: Yeah. It's just paid slavery.
1: But that's crazy. I didn't yeah. even know those 10 institutions. So Yale University, U.S. Capitol, the White House, um, of course, the banking industry, you know, et cetera, US et cetera. Presidency, U.S. Yeah. Pres- presidency, excuse me. But the U.S. Capitol, U.S. Capitol. That's wild. It just shows you that wow, like
0: I know that bringing up the S word is, is very controversial, and I know that it's hard for black people to even listen to that word uh, because it has such a negative connotation. But I'm saying, look, we didn't enslave ourselves. I mean, the thing is, is that whatever happened, happened. You know, that's just the thing is that, you know, that's why, you know, groups right now are trying to fight for reparations because they're trying to repair the damage. Now, I'm not saying you can repair all of the damage uh, overnight. Now, the, the cash payments, like the economic aspect of it, I do agree with that. And like, we should get that for sure, because we have been locked out economically. But then at the same time, you know, I'm thinking like, should other companies, um, or should other institutions give us restitution as well because they played a role in that or they kind of allowed it. So it's right. like, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like holding those banks accountable, like you said, holding the insurance co- uh, companies accountable. Cause I think, uh, T I said something about the, uh, the insurance companies, but I think he, he was saying something about $1 million or something, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe he wasn't like too knowledgeable about, uh, about that. But what I'm saying is that we need, um, a variety of different, you know, uh, types of reparations, because like I said, we've been locked out in multiple ways than one. Now, just because you see certain black people, uh, successful, see certain successful black people, uh, in America does not mean that they don't need reparations because I'm just saying that if your ancestors were enslaved and they endured all of that, you, you still deserve that. Uh, you know, everybody is trying to tell us That we don't des- uh, deserve it Because they're, they're trying to keep us on the bottom That's basically what that is yeah. So it's like, they really don't want that to be fixed They don't want all of that stuff to be fixed At least on the economic level You know, yeah. I mean, I really do think We need some lineage therapy, you know Nobody talks about that as well Like, that, the therapy that um, Heals us from all, all of those wounds Of the past, you know Exactly, exactly Sometimes,
1: like I said I feel like money can solve the issue, but sometimes it's a deeper issue.
0: Money can solve the money issue, the monetary, the monetary issue. part Press. of it, or the economic part of it. Exactly. But it cannot solve the internal part of it. You know, because I would say you can give us money, but still, it uh, internally we still might feel the effects of it. You know, yeah. we might be more stable. And and uh, do you think so? Do you think that if um, Black people get cash payments, you know, for you know, for, for, you know, slavery and all that or just for a, a bunch of disadvantage. Do you think that um it will be more married black couples?
1: If like we got some form of
0: like cash payments, you know, from you know So the do, US you government? do you think that would make Do you think that it will stabilize uh um, black
1: family a little bit
0: more? Like black families I guess that wanna get married more or do you feel like or would you think that like the black marriage rate would go up more?
1: That's a good question, man.
0: I, I mean, really, it will lift a lot of black people out of poverty because, yeah. I mean, quite a few of our people are in poverty. Right. But I'm saying that, you know, maybe. As far as
1: getting into a relationship, as far as like marriage, because, you finance know. finances out, yeah.
0: Yeah, because marriage is all about, you know, uh, pulling resources together. Right, right, right. Well, so. at least on that part of it. I know uh, it has something to do with love a little bit, I guess. But for the most part, it is about, like, are you going to pull your resources together with, you know, um, each other? And I feel like, yeah, um it may up the marriage rate exactly you know because of course you know uh i think they've had they have like studies out there that said that you know um couples that are stable financially are likely to last longer in their marriages right and then couples having yeah due to having more stability and then ones who are obviously in poverty They are less likely to stay married for a long time because they don't have that stability to, you know, to back up the marriage. I mean, because, of course, I mean, you don't want to be in a marriage without resources, especially without good resources. Yeah.
1: And that's the thing, man. It goes back to stuff that I always say to myself is like being humble. Right. Yeah. But you still have to get out here, go to work. Yeah. Somehow, some way to make a living, even if it's at the house. Yeah. As long as you have some form of income and you can support yourself, hey, do what you gotta do. I'm not judging nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I said, I think that's a good question. I think it could help the family because like you said, money rules the world, man. I know, I know that's that sounds bad. Yeah. Do you agree with me?
0: Too? I mean, it I would say the reason why it rules the world is because I think we are under a structure where we need money all the time. Like I
1: feel like it yeah. rules the world because I feel like most women date men for their money. Of I know course. that might sound crazy. I mean, of course you have some women that really love their husband and they want to be with their husband, no matter the circumstances, no matter the situation that they've been placed in.
0: Cause women are looking for security. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're women looking for, look s- for
1: stability, security and financial stability. Yeah. All of those stabilities yeah. are what women are looking for. Yeah So if you don't have At least two of those You're not gonna get that woman Yeah You may Can have sex with her Yeah But it's like After that It's like What else is there But then
0: you're thinking about Okay like If you have kids Like what type of wealth Are you gonna pass down right, to them Right cause you
1: You yeah. have to think In the long term Am I gonna be able to Pass this down to my seed Even if it's not a lot of wealth If you can pass down something That's a start
0: To me See because like even when you talk about the whole dynamic between income and wealth, like right. income is like what you make from a job. Exactly. Wealth is something that it's been transferred, you know, transferred to you. Exactly. You yeah. know, so wealth is yeah, not yeah. based on labor It's built uh, based on like, you know, what's been ta- passed down to you from generation to generation. Exactly. You know, so exactly,
1: exactly. So like I said, man, um, to wrap up, I guess yeah. you say, um, I definitely feel like, um, because we were talking about pan-Africanism, FBA, and reparations. I feel like FBA is kind of justified when I look at it, but I do feel like they're too divisive when it comes to Africans. But then again, Africans are divisive towards us. Not all of them, but some of them have their ways where they call us racist, not racist names, but derogatory names towards African-American names and stuff. And they... They make us look bad. Not make us look bad, but they try to down us and shun us.
0: So I'm going to ask you one last question. So do you think that FBA is an accurate term? Because, see, when you break down the word, okay, black American, I I mean, okay, you got the foundational part, but then it's the black American part. Anybody can call themselves black American as long as they were born in America and black. They can say black American. Exactly. Now, I know the foundational part is kind of like, you know, like something that's like the base Of something, You know, the basis of something. But I'm just saying that anybody can call themselves black American, especially if they've been in America for quite some time and and were born in America, no matter where their parents come from. So then that's why I said that ADOS might be more accurate because, see, it ties it to chattel slavery, slavery, which is the institution. Foundational black Americans. What it does is that it doesn't tie it back to slavery. It ties it back to just the country. Right. That's what it does, and and also too, it ties in this notion that we were already here, right. and then that we come from this, uh, the descendants of chattel slavery, uh, chattel slavery, or, uh, well, I guess like the slaves that were brought over too. You know, so it's kind of like you know, it's, it's very confusing. That's the reason why I say like when you say foundational Black Americans, it, it's it's very loaded. That's a very loaded type of term or very kind of broad term. Cause, uh, Cause, white people can say that they're foundational white Americans. They can say that, yeah. <laughs> they could. They could say that. They you know, this could, is like, oh, I'm, mean, I'm a foundational yeah, white American. You to know, to a
1: certain degree, they could say that. They could say that. But to wrap this up, yeah, I feel like people who are descendants, which is a lot of black people, yeah, they deserve reparations. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But in their
0: specific countries,
1: within their specific region, yep, yeah. That's yeah. pretty much all I have to say. I didn't know if yeah, you wanted too. to add anything else.
0: Yeah, we can wrap this up.
1: Yes, sir. The 5,700 catch up, y'all. Y'all have a good night, y'all. All right.